Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host, Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupul. Ryan, Kirby, we knew that this story was going to end eventually. We didn't know if it was going to be with the Panthers on top or with the Panthers just to have an Eastern Conference final uh, appearance to show for. So now almost 48 hours since we known the result that the Las Vegas Golden Knights have won the Stanley Cup and the Panthers are sent home, losing 4-1 to in the series. Ryan, we'll start with you. Obviously, it's a little bit somber right now, but... Good, good thing we can recap here on the whole season. How are you, my friend? Yeah. Uh, you know, right after the game ended, I was sad. I was kind of pissed, like, oh, this season's a failure. This sucks. But, you know, the next day I'm like, hey, like, that the season's not a failure. If you think that not winning a championship, like, obviously that might be loser talk. It sucks to lose. But that's the bet. Those are the best memories the Florida Panthers have ever given me and the most fun the most stress, everything. So it sucks it's over, but, you know, I, I'm happy we can uh, talk about it. I mean, we, we found out a lot about these guys. We have some some tough dudes on this team I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, after hearing all the exit interviews and Paul Maurice talking about all the injuries. I mean, it, it sucks we lost. It's it's tough, but what a great year. I mean, I, I can't can't ask for anything else from them. Yeah, before we go to Kirby here, you know, Ryan specifically just mentioning with you, I, I think this is probably the most games we've gone together uh, in a very mm-hmm. long time, just combining the regular season and the playoffs and going to Carolina was uh, always special to, you know, have those moments during the regular seasons of up and downs and then just a crazy run, you coming to my house during a lot of the playoff games. So uh, from, you know, you and I per- point of view is, you know, probably the most fun we've had at Panthers games in a very long 100%. time. You know, so. hundred Kirby, I'm sure it's warm in, in Canada now, my friend. Uh, so how are you doing over there, my friend? We had a lot of rain here. Um, like you guys down there, maybe the hockey gods right after that final for the last couple of days here, it's been pretty dark, but you know, I woke up the next day and that kind of hit me more than going through it on our Twitter spaces post game. You're just kind of going through the motions and it's very raw at that point. I'm listening to everyone else's takes kind of holding off on my own. I said, until we record this podcast and just wanted to hear from the fan base. So um, that was very nice. Cause you know, every year I usually go back or as I'm watching the game, I should say I'm watching the, the cup being handed over to the other team and hear all the interviews. I haven't been able to do that quite yet, but um, I'll go and do that. Cause I do that every year anyways. And just to see how the Panthers looked after, after that moment, because I think it's a good teaching moment. We're going to get into some numbers here. I want to on the series, but before that, I just want to say that I don't know, I'm just, really proud of this team and like like Ryan said oh that could be loser talk or different things but the expectations of this team were a lot different than last year's team mm-hmm. and what Bill Zito had to do 
with this roster that he constructed last summer, kind of hands were tied there, which we're going to get into more as we go along this summer. But just proud of this team um, to where they got. It's going to sting, but it's not going to sting like it did last year for me. Last year, I wanted changes to the roster. I wanted changes to the head coach. I wanted changes to the culture of the team. Some of those comments last year just were not acceptable versus what we have this year, Ryan, which I think, and David, it's going to be a lot easier for a certain part of the fan base to swallow because all of these injuries that are coming out and what these players had to deal with just on this playoff run alone, um, what the coaching staff, you know, we were really shorthanded, you know, missing guys out of the lineup as we got, as we got going through this series injuries before this series happened. So I don't, I'm just, you know, I'm proud. I'm, it's frustrating for me because, you know, my teams have not been able to get over the top I've talked about in, in sports. And to get to this point, I've seen it happen. And in recent years, I haven't seen it with the Panthers since 96. And I had to live through that. So it's tough for us OGs that are going through this for a second time. But you have to look at the roster and what uh, just the battle and fight and the compete that this team put out there. And I think it's sad for me for seeing like Luongo not being able to hold that cup. But if we're looking at our core guys like Barkoff and Kachuk and Monter and what Bob did this year, and then like our younger guys like Lundell, how they stepped up here in the playoffs, I think we just have a really bright future. You never know if you can get back to this point, but I think this team has a lot of cracks uh, t- to happen over the next following years here. Like this wasn't their last dance, their last chance. So that part's encouraging if everyone can kind of step back and look at that and you know, people already talk about what's going to happen, you know, next season and things like that. So I think there's a lot of positives to draw from this and just all credit, which I'll get into some numbers here in a bit, David, um, from Vegas. They they took it. They grabbed it. They earned it. So, yeah, for sure, Kirby. And, you know, to congratulate the Vegas Knights for, you know, winning their first Stanley Cup in their franchise's history, you know, is, is great. They deserved it from the beginning of the series. They took control. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit, just how, you know, Kachuk was unable to perform at the highest of his abilities for, for pretty much half the series Um, was a bit unfortunate for Florida. I don't think there was any malicious intent in his injury. You know, the the hit that he received on that injury was just an unfortunate event to say the least, as far as him being knocked out of that game, the the rest of pretty much game four, he was a non-factor. And then in the game five, completely unable to suit up by himself. So Unfortunate on that end for Matthew Kachuk, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, just congratulations to the Vegas team and their fans. Um, I'm sure they're going to have a good time and a, a crazy parade, uh, to say the least. But, yeah, like you guys have said, just a crazy, crazy season for the Florida Panthers. Started uh, just in a bumpy road for the first three, four months going into that All-Star game, uh, our All-Star break, just the team was, you know, about 10 points out of the playoffs. We were assuming that that all-star event was going to be the highlight of the year. There was just no way this team was going to come back and call into the season. But, you know, who would have thought now, you know, uh, five months, four months after that, we're, we're you know, recapping uh, the probably the best season in Florida Panthers history, to, to be, say the least, just how far we were able to go. And, you know, we've mentioned a lot in this podcast, the juggernauts we faced. So, you know, shout out to the fans and they, they showed up in the playoffs. You know, Ryan, we saw it firsthand, just how many fans were, were coming little by little, round by round. And by the time the finals came around, you know, that arena was was full of Panther fans and belief. So, you know, credit to the fans for sure. But um, <clears throat> yeah, 
you know, to kind of put a bow on the finals, it, it sucks. It's, it's, it's tough right now for sure. And like you said, Kirby to, you know, see so many seasons that, you know, the Panthers didn't get as far as we had hoped for. And, you know, they had the chance now to do it and they just weren't able to it things, but uh, we David, know, like said, oh, sorry, sorry, I just wanted to share some numbers here, but go on. No, I was just going to wrap up my point that you mentioned just a lot of key players that are still in the prime age of their careers that, uh, you know, you hope that if they can continue here long term, you know, there should be uh, another at least deep run in this in this group of individuals that uh, we anticipate will stay here for a while. Yeah, I just wanted to share a couple numbers here with you guys just for fan base, just to give them a greater perspective of this series and points that I had coming into the series. So for people that are two different pe- uh, groups of fans right now, the ones that are saying, you know, the refs took it from us. And number two, that um, Florida didn't show up and they didn't lose to a game opponent and you're just the first loser type thing. So I wanted to dig into some numbers. And I think this is very telling across the board how Vegas just played better than us. Like we did to Carolina and Toronto and teams that we played prior to the series. So Vegas went uh, six for 19 on the power play, 32%. We were zero for 14, 0%. Right there, you lose the special teams battle. Um, Vegas scored 26 goals. We scored 12. The Panthers scored three or less goals in every single game. So that's hard to do when Vegas is putting up those goals. I thought a key step in the series was defense scoring. Uh, Vegas had five goals by their defense. We had three. Um, and then Aiden Hill, he won the goaltending battle. Like Bob was human. He was fine. He kept us in the game. He was our best player in some of those moments. But Aiden Hill had a 30-save performance twice, and then he had two others at 29 saves. And then the big thing was that I found when I was doing a little research, block shots, Vegas, 123 block shots to Florida 66 and in every single game no matter if the Panthers won or if it was close or was a blowout Vegas had more block shots than the Panthers and all sometimes it almost seemed like it was doubled Mm -hmm. so I think really the star of this series I I know Vegas scored a lot of goals and there was a couple blowout wins but was that Vegas blue line so teams are really talking about that Vegas blue line and that's how they want to structure their team moving forward it's a copycat league let's see if it works for other teams but I've, I've heard through all the different uh, media people, Ryan, uh, the Vegas defense, other other people noticed it. it wasn't just the Panthers, you know, after our post games on spaces, there was just not a lot of shooting lanes out there. And that Vegas defense clogged everything up. Those guys are huge. Yeah, yeah I thought I thought Carolina, you know, was tough to yep. navigate against. But then watching, I mean, we knew that Vegas blocked the most shots in the regular season and throughout the playoffs, obviously, and it wasn't going to be easy. But there was nothing there, man. Even in most games we were struggling to even get one or two like really I, I believe game game three or game three we are game four we only had like one good chance I believe and other than that we weren't moving the puck I mean we couldn't get anything through so that's tough I mean credit to Vegas next moving forward next year we definitely need a guy like that that can block a lot of shots I mean our, our defensive core needs some work obviously but yeah it's a copycat league we got to Got to copy what Vegas did. You know, they went over the salary cap. It is what it is, just like Tampa. Yep, We're not that's the thing I forgot that, to but... mention, Ryan. Good yep. point. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, just got to get those guys that block shots, and it helps Aiden Hill. I mean, there's no – Aiden Hill is not better than Bobrovsky. They just have better defenders that block shots. That's what it came down to. Yeah, and made Hill look better because he has that defense yep. in front of him. Where Bob, it's sometimes he stood on his head, even in this series. It's just he finally looked human for the first time, and – yeah. You know, we all expected that. And uh, two two playoffs in a row, guys. Bob was either our best player or our second best player. That can't be disputed. 
Yeah, absolutely. Last year, you know, being a star in both series for sure. And then this year, practically just destroying Toronto and Carolina single-handedly, just making those series so short, courtesy of Bobrovsky. So shout outs to Bob. You know, they had their exit meetings today, you know, uh, in the last 48 hours since the finals have been kind of wrapped up. There's been so many news about notable Panthers that were injured, uh, I want to say majority during that Vegas series. I know like we touched a little bit before Matthew Kachuk suffered a broken sternum in game three uh, that pretty much that injury is about four to six weeks to recover from. And he was able to <laughs> pretty much uh, get back on the ice within, you know, 25 minutes of that injury. So battle through that uh, Aaron Ekblad suffered a shoulder injury in the Carolina series. Uh, I believe it was a dislocated shoulder that will require off-season surgery, and his timetable is about close to training camp, if not post-training camp, going right into the regular season. He also suffered a broken foot in the Boston series, game two, only missed one game, then was able to battle back through that injury throughout the rest of the series. And yeah, I saw he didn't know he broke his foot. You saw that? Yeah. yeah, I guess it was painful, but he didn't really realize it was an actual broken uh, foot Crazy. until they had time between that toronto carolina kind of like Uh rest period when they finally did an x-ray so uh he just figured it was just pain didn't really think it was a broken uh bone or whatever which is crazy uh brandon montour suffered a a shoulder injury a torn labrum injury uh i think that was in game three as well um when the panthers won that game he came out he left the the ice in that third period and came back a little bit later Torn labor for him, Racco Gudis had a high ankle sprain, which is a six-week injury. He only missed one period. Etulissa Reinen suffered a broken tibia in that Carolina series, game four. Uh, and Sam Bennett had an upper body injury um, that was not necessarily announced what exactly it was. So just across the line, they even asked Barkov today, like, hey, do you did you have an, <laughs> an injury? And he was like, uh, I don't think so. So... Uh, just across the board, so many guys that battled their stuff. We knew Lomberg had an injury from that Boston series. Uh, didn't really play much. I don't think he played at all in that Toronto series, right, guys? I, if I remember correct, he didn't play much in those series. So he was out, and just guys were in and out of the line. I don't know Duclair was injured at some point in that series. So Not that he's a big factor, but I wonder about Colin White as well. Um, I, Forsling, or something. Forsling, I think, got banged up in some of those games. But Hurry took that puck to his face. Remember, guys, yeah. in the Toronto oh, cool. series. So, just guy. I mean, that's that's playoff hockey. I mean, you know, we were we thought we were healthy going into that Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. but by the time the final was over, it accumulated from injuries yeah. prior to that series that we all didn't know guys, about. Yeah, all the guys just decided to just uh, unfortunate, unfortunate break. So, and, and last year I tweeted out David before that was released by Jamison Olive, even before we went live on spaces. I said, Watch everyone, there is going to be more injuries than there was last playoffs. All we had on the official injury report last year was Anton Lundell's tonsil surgery. Right. That was it, and that was another reason why I was frustrated last year. Because remember how many uh, Tampa Bay players were putting their bodies on the line for block shots, and and if you remember, you always hear the team that loses a Stanley Cup. But right. if you see Tampa Bay's injury report last year, I think it was six, eight guys deep. We talked about in our preview show, David, how they weren't going to be healthy coming into training camp, Tampa Bay, and I think a lot of those injuries for Tampa were a result of that series with Florida in round two with those shot blocks and different things there. So again, the Panthers players kind of reminds me in a way of last year with what Tampa did to us. And uh, that's kind of where we ran out of steam with Vegas, who's 
as we talked about, built really big from that back end and we couldn't get shots through. But there was a reason behind that, David. Right. These guys were banged up and it was hard for them just to even get up the ice. Right. And imagine if we didn't have the 10 day rest that we did, how bad it would have been, you know? True. Yeah. Like everyone was just trying to, he- yeah, everyone and was it- trying to heal up a little bit. And then, you know, at least we got 10 days. If we only had like two or three days, it might have it been worse, honestly. Yeah. Right. With the yeah. scoring. Yeah, so we came into the playoffs with six players that played every single game in the regular season, and then we're going into the playoffs um, playing uh, from the start, playing every game. So at the end of this, we ended up with four players the entire season that uh, played every game, which were Sam Reinhart, Gustav Forsling by some miracle, Mahura, and good, <laughs> good old Mark Stahl played every <laughs> single game, uh, 103 games were played for the Florida Panthers this season. Um, and those four played every single one. Lister Reinen and Lomberg played every single regular season game. But as we just mentioned, those guys missed some of the postseason action uh, at some point in the season. So four guys with 103 games, a lot of games. Uh, I, I tweeted out y- yesterday that Matthew Kachuk had 133 points between those 79 games he played in the regular season and 20 games he played in the playoffs. So 109 games for, uh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, 100 and, uh, wait, 79, 99, I'm sorry, 99 games played. Carter Verhage had 90 points in the, the playoffs and regular season. Barkov had 94 to finish second. Brandon Montour had 86 total points. And Sam Reinhardt had 80. Um, so those were the big five as far as points production for the regular season and playoffs, which uh, were the top five in the regular season and just so happened to be. I think Bennett might have had a little bit more points than Reinhardt in the playoffs, but those are your five guys that kind of were the catalyst throughout the entire the entire season. Um, and then some records that were broken during this, this season. Obviously, a lot of playoff records were broken. Matthew Kachuk, most playoff points in a, regular, in a postseason for the Florida Panthers. Alexander Barkov had the most points in franchise history broken passing i think it was huberto he passed his best friend uh ekblad had the most defensive points in franchise history passing robert svela and then brandon montour just lit it up as far as defensive points in a regular season tied for the most goals in a regular season for defensemen and the most assists he had the most assists in the franchise record so a couple franchise records that were broken this year i'm sure they'll be more in the next season. I know Barkov, I think, is relatively close to passing Huberto for most games played, I think. Um, so he'll he'll break that soon. And um, yeah, just a lot of great moments during the regular season and playoffs. And I wanted to ask you guys specifically, just maybe your favorite moment of the regular season. If you guys I'll have- go first, David. Um, I got one for the uh and it's also a record that we okay. didn't mention. Ryan, Ryan, can I mention something first? You'll like this. Go ahead. You don't steal Ryan my game. Won the regular season over under pool that we oh, did, and he is oh, the official winner of the playoff pool. I pulled this up because David was talking records here because I wanted to mention that um Matthew Kachuk, Carter Verhage, Alexander Barkov, Sam Bennett, and then Brandon Monter and Reinhardt tied for um fifth or sixth in points uh, during the playoffs. All right, all right. So, got, so Kachuk was up there. 
Uh, Ryan also had Bennett in there and Reinhardt in there. And then I had two guys. It was gifted. All right, Ryan. So, so Ryan won 57, uh, 45 to 39 was the count. So, so Ryan he gets, carries us into the he gets a tutor, a tutor session with Kirby. That's his prize. <laughs> <laughs> so I won the regular and post. Yeah, I got to give Ryan sense. his props. Ryan so, says puck. he knows puck and all what that. What was the regular? Oh, just the over under. Over under. Don't worry. I'll spice it up next year. I'll spice it up next year. Ryan only got one wrong. It was on Barkoff. He gave Barkoff off too much credit oh, yeah. I, I, see see what happens when i do that it's crazy 50 goals 50 goals that, right. was bizarre. that was probably the wildest moment all, of right, the season. all right ryan favorite <laughs> favorite moment in the regular season all right i'm gonna take you guys back to a thursday night in march i don't know if you guys remember i went to the game with you david okay. it was the 9-5 montreal <laughs> game and that's the other record is where uh you know, 10 goals in the first period hadn't been done in, I believe, like 30 years or something. So, you know, it, I think I believe the score was like like five to three at one point. And then the people in front of us, it was the first period. And the fe- people in front of us walked in and looked at the scoreboard and we're just like, wait, what? what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, that game, like, that's a good one. I love it because, you know, Kirby hates the Montreal fans. I do, too, because they suck at driving. So I was so happy. You know, they were about to leave and go back to Canada end of their vacation you know the snowbirds were leaving and they got to go home allowing you know nine goals and and seeing the panthers score seven in the first period so yeah that reminded me like of the uh when we won the president's trophy the toronto game where we had the huge comeback that was my favorite game of the regular season that year so i i think it's got to be the montreal one this year by far i mean just they set you know set records everyone was scoring even colin white so it was it was a great great time kirby yeah, um, I remember doing this uh, in the offseason here when we launched the podcast. We were talking about last year's memories. Um, I picked Columbus game, I believe. One of you picked a Toronto Maple Leafs game. You yep. know, that wild 6-5, 5-4, whatever that game was. That was you did. I can't remember the other one. But why I mention this is because I was thinking about like the Alex Lyon games and just that whole stretch there. That's going to be something I'm always going to remember to just that got us in this playoffs. But if you give me one game, let's go back to March 29th. Uh, Florida and Toronto for a couple reasons. But first off, the reason for Paul Maurice getting into the team and changing the whole season and outlook. Remember, that happened after the Keith Kachuk Toronto slash Ottawa TSN interview, wherever he did that and said the team was soft. Mm -hmm. And we'll always remember that image. We still see it on Twitter every night with a Panther fan posting Paul Maurice yelling at the team. But that night, my guy Money Monter scoring that goal in overtime. That was just a huge moment of the season. If you're going to talk one singular moment, exciting uh, drama all the way down to the end. There were some big overtime winners this year um, by the Panthers, not only in the playoffs, guys, but in the regular season that helped us propel us to barely scrape and claw and get us into the playoffs. So I'll go that one. The stars that night, uh, Alex Lyon was second star and Brandon Montour's first star. So that game, March 29th at Toronto, I'll go with that one. Yeah, I'm a, that's a good one, Kirby. And it's right around that time that I was going to mention mine as well. Obviously, I'm probably forgetting a bunch that happened early in the season. Yeah. But like you guys mentioned, you know, later on in that second half of the year was where the magic really happened for the Panthers in the regular season. So for me, I've got I've got like a one one a one B and it happened it like back to back games. And it's right after yours is Kirby, which was. The, the number one I'll, I'll mention was when the Panthers beat Ottawa seven to two at home, that wild game that there were fights all over the place. 
Brady yeah. was fighting Mark Stahl of all people. And Lion, I think, had the franchise record for safe in that game. 56, 56, yeah. Yeah, the Panthers won 7-2 to two that game. And then two nights later, guys, that game against Washington, that the Panthers were tied 2-2 with a minute left, and Matthew Kachuk scores with, like I said, a minute left to secure the two points. And had the Panthers not secured those two points, guys, this run might have not happened because we were unable to secure those last two home games against Toronto and Carolina, and we only made it by one point, guys. That so, Washington game was frustrating, David. Of course you pick an over game like 7-2, to two, of course. <laughs> hey, that was a great game at home, 7-2. Yep. to yeah. two. It was a huge game for us. Uh, that was the big Kachuk hit on Debrinkit, wasn't yep, it? Yep, the big hit on Debrinkit, and like I you had mentioned, that – that whole mantra of that the Panthers were soft and, you know, they were able to produce that night scoring five. I remember that second period, Ryan, was the longest second period ever. There were five, six goals scored, and I'm pretty sure there were at least 12 penalties in the second. Remember, we were on a five-on-three, yeah. and Nick Cousins come out of the box, and we score the short yeah. goal that went crazy. So, David, Ryan, do you guys know who the first star was that night? Yeah, was it, it was it was Brandon Montour. It was Brandon Montour. Four points. The four team points. went three for six. The team went three for six on the power play. Somehow and, he and passed Ottawa, Lyon. No, and Ottawa went zero for six. So what a night for special teams. That's what we needed in the yeah. That's crazy. why I said Lion. Lion should have been one. Oh, and yeah. your favorite guy, uh, Ryan, that was a third star. Barkov. Mm-hmm. Don't up when yeah, it counts. There's, the cap. there's so many games. Like even games we lost. I think there was that one game in Pittsburgh where we lost like seven to six. Remember yeah. that? Remember Ryan that wasn't game? at that game. That was his first stint with the team. Yeah, that was a crazy game. I mean, just the All Star weekend was just amazing. To how about the comeback with Boston? We got so many to get into. Yeah, you know? there's so Reinhardt many. Reinhardt and Barkoff goal in the Boston game in the regular season. Yeah, the yeah. last day they wore the reverse retros. I want to say. Yeah, the Boston game. Uh, I remember we won five to four in, in Colorado. Um, I think it was on ESPN. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a great game in Colorado. So just so many games that, you know, you could think back of and there's not enough time, you know, to, to go through and just special moments. Like we said, freaking shock and just from game one to a hundred and whatever three it was just, he was amazing. And, uh, that first season that we were able to experience with Matthew Kachuk was nothing short of spectacular. So yeah, great regular season moments, obviously for sure. Um, but I also want to ask you guys after this quick commercial break, your favorite moments from each regular or postseason series. So one from Boston, one from Carolina, one from Toronto, and then we'll we'll think of one from Vegas. But uh, nevertheless, after this quick commercial break, I'll give you guys a few minutes to think about it. Um, as we listen to these ads, uh, if you guys don't mind. And again, you guys are going to listen to a special new uh, ad that we have with Caneswear. So shout, shout out to Caneswear and this cool collaboration we're doing with, with them the rest of the year uh, and going into next season. So uh, make sure to give that a listen and stop by their store this weekend uh, as they have a pretty cool sale. So after this quick commercial break, we'll be right back. Hey guys, make sure to head over to Caneswear for this Father's Day weekend sale. Save 20% off on all apparel on, on Panthers and Heat playoff accessories. For online, use promo code FD20. That's this weekend only at Caneswear. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie, Florida, zip code 33324, or at caneswear.com. Their phone number is 
835-5597. Open from 10 to 7 on Tuesdays and Saturdays and from 11 to 5 p.m. on Sunday and Monday. So head on over to Canesware for this Father's Day sale weekend and make sure to grab your latest Florida Panthers, Eastern Conference, and Stanley Cup playoffs apparel. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinglinehelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies in jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. So yeah, shout out to DraftKings and obviously Canesware for being big supporters of the podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, so like we mentioned off uh, before the commercial break, we were going to name our best moments of each playoff series that we can remember off the top of our heads. So for the Boston series, I'm going to go off and start. Obviously, Bennett being back in game two was a key moment for the Panthers in that series. But I'm going to say starting it off in game five with Matthew Kachuk scoring that game-winning goal that gave us the faith. And remember what he said after game five. Don't forget this room because they were going to come back in the series and it just echoed the sentiments and they were able to do that. So for me, that game five overtime goal for Matthew Kachuk to me was the moment that that series changed. And I think the Panthers were able to control the series the rest of the way. So for me, game five, Matthew Kachuk overtime goal got to be the one for me. Brian, you got anything? Yeah. So, you know, about your got everyone believing again, the fans, you know, you started to believe a little bit. The place was rocking. I'm going to go to game six. Uh, we were up three to two going into the third. And then, you know, Boston took a five, four lead, 10 minutes left in the, in the series. Um, Kachuk scores. And then each, uh, the classic Florida Panthers four check causes a turnover. E2 has a nice move and uh, rips it. And then Sam Reinhardt's bank shot. To mm-hmm. seal the deal to go force game seven was just insane. The place was going nuts. Yeah. The the scumbag Boston fans are leaving the arena in shame. <laughs> I mean, that was that was definitely the best uh best Boston moment for me. Yeah, I think uh was a Doug Plagan said on Reinhardt's goal. It was a perfect uh geom- geometrical deflection off the board or whatever, ricochet <laughs> into the empty net. So that's a good one there. Kirby. Uh, we've hit some top ones, but there might be one that, uh, has got to be at the top of the list on your head. Yeah. I got a woodpecker or hummingbird on my roof right now. So hopefully this doesn't distract the podcast. (laughs) So you guys know my moment to be talked about off the air. If I have to go mute here with the dogs, um, I'm going to go game seven guys. And there was a funny graphic that came on the screen or a wild graphic, I guess in the TNT broadcast or whatever. I've obviously, I was getting the Sportsnet broadcast that showed the Panthers had tied the game late, I believe, right, guys, in game seven, I believe that was. 
and then they quickly did. i think it was game seven someone tweeted that out many people did and anyways um they hadn't tied the game at that point but after they dropped the the face off um panthers had the goalie pulled i believe there the extra attacker brandon monter scored his fifth goal of that series in the playoffs at 19 minute mark with one minute remaining from verhage and barkoff and then I love that because that's my guy, Money Monteur. But I think my biggest moment or right there at the top is the Carter Verhage Game 7 goal. To me, it just happened in slow motion, walking out from the corner, sniping it, roof job on Swayman, who was now a net for Allmark in the series. Um, huge Verhage goal. Bring, brings us back to memories from the Washington Capitals series from last year. Just like Mr. Clutch, mm-hmm. um, assisted by Kachuk and Bennett there. David, I know you had fun with uh, Dave Portney of barstool sports with that little clip there you did a a funny edit there um with swayman on the verhage goal there was a titanic edit job that was done on that goal that i saved to my files so i think that's one that will always be able to bring up to the boston bruins fans uh, and their fan base um just that comeback uh tying goal from monter and then the game winner in overtime game seven overtime goal that's what nhl players dream of doesn't matter what round in the playoffs Carter Verhage's huge overtime goal there. Yeah, like you guys mentioned, just great moments and so many uh, roller coasters during that series, the lows that uh, we've experienced after game four and then the highs like we just alluded to after game seven. So great moments there from the Boston series. And then we went straight to Toronto. Didn't even come home after that game seven uh, victory. Went straight to Toronto. And Kirby, we'll kick it off to you as far as what was your favorite moment in that Toronto series, my friend. Yeah, I'll come right back to me here for the game one. Uh, <laughs> Panthers win four to two there. Uh, I won't get into all the goal scores, but Verhage, nice goal. My boy Monter, nice goal. Bennett. Um, by the way, all four guys that scored in that game one are Ontario-born Panthers. Oh, yeah, so we had fun right. that night with Spaces saying that with Toronto. And remember, that was the short layoff for the mm-hmm. Panthers because they went from game seven one day off, I believe, and flew right into Toronto for that game one. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. Does Toronto get us down one, nothing, maybe two, nothing because we're tired legs. That Boston series was a real grind for us. Toronto's running on the high of finally getting through the first round in forever, beating the Tampa Bay lightning, our former nemesis. But I thought the biggest moment in that game, if I had to pick out in game one was the Nick cousins goal at the nine twenty five mark, his first of the playoffs that Bennett Kachuk cousins line was good from the start of the puck drop in game one of that Toronto series all the way to the conclusion of that series. It was a huge goal, and it showed that Toronto, they were not going to mess with our forecheck. They weren't going to be able to handle our physicality. And when we get opportunities off of turnovers, we're going to capitalize on them. So when Cousins scored that goal, I was like, okay, we're cooking already in this series. We have a shot in this series, David. You and I wanted Toronto last year. We got them this year, and they wanted us. Well, they got us. Mm-hmm. we all saw what happened that's what i was gonna say kirby three words for that series we want florida <laughs> we want florida and they- for me for me i'm gonna have to go game three sam reinhardt game winning overtime goal first overtime goal kirby i've seen live at the fla live arena ryan our wow. first live overtime goal that we've seen. We've seen so many on the road. We saw some in Toronto. We saw some in Boston. We saw some in, uh, in Tampa during the 
the series before or the year before with Lombard, but we've never seen one at home. So to capture that moment, the first one that I've seen live has to be number one for me, hitting it up 3-0, pretty much putting the bow. Obviously, they didn't get that before, but for me, that uh, pretty much sealed the deal for the Panthers uh, in that series. So we want Florida, and I'll take Reinhardt in game three, overtime winner. Okay, yeah, we want Florida's number one thing we'll remember about that series. But, <laughs> you know, of shirt. course you said, yeah, <laughs> we lost game four. The media was saying, oh, the Florida Panthers could blow it. They could blow it, blah, blah, blah. And then game five, we go into overtime, you know, since we're in we're in Toronto. And what do you what happens? Nick Cousins and Radko Gudis are leading the rush down the ice in overtime, which is something you will never see happen again. Um, you know, little, you know, <laughs> Nick Cousins skates with the puck all the way down. Radko Gudis holds the defender stick and Nick Cousins buries it. And then we got over that hump. You know, we got over last year. We got over the first round hump. Mm-hmm. And this year, you know, we got over the second round hump in, in another overtime victory, which was, you know, we've seen throughout this playoff happened all the time for us, which was insane. But yep. to send us to the Eastern Conference finals on an overtime goal by Nick Cousins, you, if you told me that would happen in January, I would have, you know, blocked your number or, or <laughs> blocked you on Twitter. So, yeah, that's that's the moment for me. And remember, Ryan, we were down 2-0 to start that game five. So yeah. all the energy was in that Toronto building for sure. And the Panthers battled back in that game five to, like you said, take it in overtime. And I was actually I was actually a little sick that night. I was uh, at uh, our place in David, we were up to uh, we were up to. Uh... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, yeah, you're right. Actually, are you sure? I thought we were losing. Game oh, no, five, right. you were up two. Right, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking game two. I wrote down game. Yeah, two. yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so like you said, Toronto sealed a deal. Carolina. Oh boy, Carolina, a lot of great moments, obviously for sure. So many late moments and you know, late night for us here in the East Coast, Ryan, but maybe not for Kirby. So, Kirby, what what do you think was your game number? Prime time, time for Kirby. <laughs> this is where I was battling the Panther fans more than any point in these playoffs. Battling it wasn't Ryan. when we were down in Boston with people coming into spaces and saying, you know, oh, get rid of the coach and get rid of the players. No, it actually wasn't. It was actually game one of Florida and Carolina. And people were telling me, Kirby, I just want this game to end. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like for the Panthers to win? They're like, I don't care who scores. I just want this game to end. I'm like, no, no, was no, like Ryan. no. I'm like, was Ryan in that camp? I don't know if Ryan was bothering That's me that so night, but there was a lot of Panther fans that were bothering me that night. And I said, I've grown up on games like this. I understand you guys are two hours ahead of me. Um, For some of our West Coast fans, you guys are three hours ahead of them. So I do get that. But I'm like, we need this win. It's game one. If you lose this, I don't know how this series will go. And as we see, you guys will talk about here in a second. It would be so debilitating than getting blown out like 7-2 or something, which I called for the Panthers getting blown out at some point, which we'll get into here shortly. That never happened during these playoffs and not even to this point. But in game one, Matthew Kachuk scores that fourth overtime goal. That was about 13 seconds away from going to a fifth overtime. I think fifth or sixth all time for um, longest playoff game. The Mighty Ducks versus the Dallas Stars was one in 2003 that I ironically was watching as well. Mm -hmm. And um, 
watching that game from start to end. I think it was Peter Sikora that scored that game winner. So it was crazy to be able to witness some of these playoff games. I think there was another one in there, Pittsburgh, Philly. Um, there was another one, maybe Washington, Pittsburgh, that was up there. Games that I remember in my youth watching some of them if I was allowed to stay up. And I was like telling grown adults and people in university like no you cannot go to sleep yet you need to stay up my co-host on spaces cody and i we did a live kind of intermission um talks with the fans as that game was going on i think we started it either in the second or maybe maybe it was a third overtime and uh just getting everyone's feel on the night you could tell how tired people were with just hearing their voices um it was something else. And for Kachuk to get that goal was huge. Um, everyone got to go to bed on short sleep. But I said, you won't remember the next morning in five, ten years time, but you will remember that moment in five, ten years time. So at Matthew Kachuk, fourth overtime winner in game one to get the Panthers rolling in that series. Yeah, Lombrick had right. or, I'm sorry, Montour had fifty eight, almost fifty eight minutes of ice time in that game. So that, was that famous ref clip where the ref said, <laughs> I, I I play sixty. Yeah. All right, Ryan. All right. I mean, of course, I'm going to go to game two of that series. We were there, David. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best part of that was I think those were the best individual moments I by two Florida Panthers in the whole playoffs, like skill-wise. You had the Barkov goal, which was crazy, you know, passed up to him. He has a little breakaway, mm-hmm. kind of fakes like he's going to do his move and then just just beats the goalie bad. Like, it wasn't even close. And that really got us going. And then the Bobrovsky save, I mean, I think that was his best save of the playoffs. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Yeah, Most there important, were, there were best save, you know. That blocker save, Ryan? Blocker out, yep. Yep, I was going to mention that. Good point. That saved the game there. I mean, and then you have Matthew Kachuk in overtime, running over, you know, getting right off the ice within four seconds. He actually had to wait for the gate to open and the <laughs> whole team rushed off, but – the best was just, I'll never forget this. We were, me and David were screaming our heads off. And it's just us screaming. And then, you know, 18,000 Carolina fans just dead silent. And the only people you could hear was were the Panthers yelling and then us yelling. So that's probably my favorite playoff moment of the, of the whole, you know, run we had. But yeah, that's, that's definitely for Carolina. I mean, I'll never forget that one. An honorable mention was we, we we didn't we didn't get swept. I I was there. I, I saw the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's it for Carolina for me. <laughs> yeah, just that whole day, Ryan, just getting to Carolina so early, and then we didn't get to go to sleep till like what one in the morning, two in the morning. We had to take our Uber to the flight at five in the morning. So yeah, this is a crazy get, twenty-four hours. <laughs> got got bopped in the head by an old lady. <laughs> yelling at us i mean those fans are <laughs> that's a class that's a top 10 moment for yeah. fla cats community this year right ryan smacked no video head. of it though right no video of no, it. We no we're leaving unless the arena. Check, check the security cam <laughs> <laughs> we need someone on that <laughs> uh yeah that was great and then we were on the panthers admin remember ryan they took a picture of yes us we were yes on that was cool yeah i got that saved to my files uh That's ryan sent me some monster photos photo right but there. i have that one of you guys i have that one of you guys saved yeah it's better than an iphone quality picture That's nice oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's tough to beat that one for sure right and like you said kirby that marathon of a night was just tough but i mean game three was amazing a lot of one zero kirby patented loving that game one nothing yeah. oh bro. But oh, game what a boring. <laughs> not boring, not boring. Game four, I mean, Panthers get a power play late. I mentioned it earlier, just 
Kachuk's clutch goal against Washington that kind of uh, saved the regular season. And then who would have thought with five or four seconds left for Kachuk to bury that series clinching walk off or slide off, whatever the heck he did. Uh, Yakupov slide across the blue line and towards the penalty box and to get that on camera and just go ballistic and crazy and over a hundred thousand likes on the, or views on the Instagram, almost 25,000 likes on the Instagram from that clip. Just to me has to be like you said, Ryan game two is your favorite, but Mm -hmm. game four, just to, to experience that. And then to bring the Prince of Wales trophy onto the ice, not even five minutes after that, just a moment I'll never forget my wife jumping on top of me and trying to attack and you know that's so, happened a lot of times <laughs> so so excited seventh the seventh overtime or no the sixth at the time overtime winning goal uh just to me was the problem like you said ryan game two for you but game four has to be right there with me as the the best moment of the playoffs for sure um, yeah so i'll go with I, I think i want to get the you know that kachuk sliding on the ice after is so iconic and then oh, you know yeah. montour coming over tackling him but i i want to i want to get that kind of like i don't know painted or something just of of kachuk with his arm stretched out you know sliding that's like yeah it's one of the most it. iconic moments in panthers history now yeah so. have, have him sign it right like uh like the bill lindsey the bill lindsey diving goal that kind of exactly that kind that's of that's our bill lindsey yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Bill Lindsay moments in this playoffs, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, now we can talk about the Vegas one. I mean, I, I guess. The, oh wait, I gotta go, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll just jump in and say <laughs> we haven't mentioned. I'll just jump in and say we haven't mentioned his name enough. So we'll just mention it during the Vegas series. Just a shout out to Bobrovsky. Ryan mentioned the one save. We're probably not even yeah, mentioning yeah, all yeah. the moments of Bobrovsky. So he even had some moments in the Vegas series, which we were not going to look back on because of how it played out, but right. just how he was from start to end. So I'm just going to say that. I know you guys want me to say the Brandon Montour goal, uh, the first uh, Stanley Cup final goal on home ice, um, dating back to when Shades of Ray Shepard doing that against uh, the Colorado Avalanche when they scored that first goal in game three and 96 and all the rats rained down and Patrick Waugh said shortly after that, I don't want to see any more rats. And he kind of shut the Panthers down from about that point on. So I thought that was a big moment for the Panthers to get off on the right foot at home uh, in game three, I believe on that Brandon Montour goal. Okay. Yeah, for sure. That was a big one for sure. Ryan, anything you've got? Uh, That series was awful. I mean, you know, the watch party was was so electric for game one. We went mm-hmm. and like Eric Stahl scores on the shorthanded, mm-hmm. like that was crazy. I thought we were I was like, Yeah, we're in it, but it did make me realize one thing. Like last year I was I don't know, Kirby Kirby probably doesn't know this because we weren't, you know, on the podcast together. And I I don't even think I knew Kirby really at most of for most of the year. I don't know, but I wasn't the biggest fan of E2 Listerinen and now like He's he's great. Like we need him. He's gonna be twenty five. He I'm gonna say it. I mean, people people on this podcast have put up bad predictions with the number fifty, but if Lister Ryman, depending on where he plays, could hit fifty points next year. Do you want him at center or wing or don't matter? To I'm you writing this down. Don't matter. I'm writing this down. Don't matter. Write it down. Write it down. Flip it. Post it. I don't care. But what is this episode forty seven or something like that? Or he's a de- he's a defensive defensive player but i'm saying there's a possibility david write it down for a clip too oh brother he's gonna hit 50 that's my boy now 
That's even uh, more bold. Wow. And Lundell, I was down on earlier this year. He played yeah. excellent the whole playoffs. I wanted to like, mention that in the Vegas series. Flowers to him. He played probably great. our best player. You could say in the Vegas series. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't know if you could say we had a best player, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he was he was excellent all postseason. Well, our boy Barkov had to be nice the best defense. Our boy Barkov had to be the do- best defenseman in the Vegas series. So mm. yeah, shout out to our captain there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a nice goal. He had a nice goal. He helped the team a lot. <laughs> well, like you guys said, not a lot of great moments in that series, but I think the only one we can really hang our hats on is that game three for Hagee. Again, overtime winning goal. Kachuk battling through that sternum injury to get it tied late with Bobrovsky pulled. And then for Hagee just doing a patented just wrist or top cheese type of thing that – Sent the sent the building into euphoria and kind of gave us hope that the Panthers had a chance in this series. You know, at the time it uh, got the series within one game, two to one. Uh, Flo Rida had started the night off and Brahegi uh, capped the right. night off. So, <laughs> a lot of our Brahegi. FLA Cats community, David, we mentioned on the last podcast, met uh, during that watch party. So, good vibes to end that night on the Brahegi yeah. goal. Yeah, Verhage got his fourth game-winning goal of the playoffs. That uh, that game and fourth overtime-winning goal in uh, his career, and you know, top five in NHL history, time six, top six, whatever it may be. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like we said at the start, to end that way. But just you know, I think in this in this last two months or you know, forty days, whatever it is, guys, it's it's memories that will be remembered for a lifetime, and just accumulation of memories that I don't think in any stretch of the imagination going seven and zero in the overtimes guys just being so good prior to that Vegas series on the road, shutting down these teams early on Toronto, Carolina going up two zero in those series is in, in hostile environments just are going to be remembered forever. You know, you said Kirby, just so many great moments and Ryan that we saw live for sure. So we forgot one or not one, but we forgot someone who, we didn't talk about Paul Maurice. I mean, the, I was the fan base was well, okay. Was all over his head, and he he did say he was going to bring playoff style hockey to Florida, and and he brought it. So we definitely yep. have to touch on Paul Maurice. I talk about Paul Maurice a lot on spaces, and there's people that come in there that better not Paul Maurice fans, but a lot of people coming in apologize and said I was wrong on this. Even a couple of my co-hosts actually. Um, some people that we might have on as guests here in the n- near future as well, too, kind of talking about the Paul Maurice story and kind of the evolution of it and how it happened here. Um, David, you did a poll on that today. Yeah, I was just about to mention that um, on the Twitter poll, I had, uh, you know, I wanted to reference a poll that I did back in, I want to say January. And, you know, at the time, every, you know, things were going sour, everyone was pissed. And I want to say, like, 70% of the vote was they wanted Maurice gone. And, and you know, it's, it's it's understandable at the time. A lot of heat that was going his way. So um, I did a poll, like you said, Kirby, about 10 hours ago at the time of this recording. And 2,200 votes already on Twitter as far as did Maurice, uh, you know, give him a grade as far as how he did this year. And 60% said a plus grade or an A grade, sixty percent, thirty five percent said B. So between an A and a B, ninety five percent of the votes went to Maurice on Twitter. And then if I go to Instagram, kind of the same. One thousand two hundred votes went to A for Maurice. 
500 votes went to B, so 67% and 28%, so that's 95%, same pretty much percentage, gave an A and a B. And then, uh, you know, some trickled, some votes trickled in the bottom 5% for C's and F's. So Maurice pretty much changed the, uh, his, his, his uh, point of view from the fans in about uh, two months, to say the least. <laughs> He's funny as hell, too. I love him. I love his He's comments. He's so funny. <laughs> his comments yeah. now are just becoming more, like, uh, monumental as far as the the way he speaks about the team and the players and just some of those, you know, answers that uh, he kind of shuts people up real quick. Right, Ryan? You wonder where those were in the regular season. I know it's harder to speak when you lose, but I still look at – I talk to Ryan about this all the time. Sometimes you can learn more in losses and you can in wins. And he just frustrated the fan base so much in those uh, late game losses or those those games where the team didn't have any fight and heart during the regular season. And just right. to have a turnabout face on that is like, did Paul Maurice get more comfortable with this team where he was not as comfortable with them like they weren't with him earlier in the season in training camp right. and halfway through the year and into the second half of the year? So you wonder now, does that loosen everything up? And you have guys like Lundell and Duclair winning board battles and playing hard and you know, his guy Lusto, who obviously Maurice missed, and um, the season that Maurice had, and then what, how Bob played behind this team, that was really a makeshift defense. So you wonder, going into this offseason now and into Maurice's second year now as head coach, does that instill some confidence into him? Because sometimes in some of those um, press game conferences, he didn't have words to explain, right? But even in losses here in the playoffs or in these long overtime battles and wins, he always said the right thing, it seemed like. Yeah, and just to read some of the comments from Twitter, um, from those that commented on the poll, uh, Loud Marlins fan said, tough question, but yes, the team uh, made the Stanley Cup by winning the Eastern Conference. However, they merely, barely made it in the final seed into the tournament. So I'm going to go with a C. D for the regular season and then B-plus for playoffs. I don't know how you give them a B-plus for playoffs. B-plus. It is what it is. Someone taking took, a taking an eighth seed to the Stanley Cup. I guess. B plus. B plus, I guess. Uh, <laughs> someone said he was a straight F minus to an A plus in one season. Crazy. Okay. Our good friend Anthony said he went from a regular season B minus, B plus first round, A plus second, A plus third, and then a C in the final. But <laughs> with injuries, uh, not more we could have done. Go with an A minus overall. So, yeah, a lot of people's minds changes, obviously, with a great playoff run. And like we said, you know, ultimately, we didn't get the job done. But like we what said, was your guys' time, vote? What was your guys'? Uh, it's got to be A for sure. I mean, uh, you know, I, I voted. I went B. Yeah, of so course you did. I, I put the regular season and the final encapsulation with what was done in the playoffs. The, the, the rest of the playoffs, I give them like an A, A plus but it brings it down a little bit in the final. And then the regular season, we have to look at that. Again, I wasn't the biggest proponent of giving a Maurice a D or an F in the regular season. Right. I would give it a more like a C, a C minus. I think you asked us that, David, earlier yeah. um, on in the regular season to to Ryan and I. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just think, yeah, like a B, B plus, somewhere in there. Um, I'm fine with the A minus. I think that Anthony said that's a good grade as well. Somewhere in there is kind of where I would put mm -hmm. it up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll go, I mean, regular season's, got to be a c playoffs a plus uh playoffs is weighted 10 times more than exactly. than the regular season so yes. i'm gonna go with an a on the year for paul maurice i mean he hopefully there's not people calling for his head he's definitely earned a couple more years for, and, people wanted him gone in january and the thing that he's kind of mentioned in the last you know month or two has been just he's attributed all of the success to the team the players just how they've come together as a group and they were just a 
he mentioned the best year of his life or one of the best years of his life. And, you know, he had mentioned, yeah, it's, it stinks right now that, you know, the night of the Stanley cup final you lose, but just looking back at the year and how he saw the team gel and just, you know, get together and just believe in one another for him was the opposite of what kind of he was experiencing in Winnipeg, right guys, that the team was not really gelling and we you know what he was getting to the guys' heads was not really sticking. So for him to have kind of that, uh, mentality that the team was together and they were all together in, uh, as one for a coach. That's all you could really ask for, right? That what you're saying sticks in the players' minds and that they love each other and that they bonded with each other. And like he said, when they won in, against Carolina, it's going to be memories that'll last a lifetime. Although they didn't, you know, get the win, all the players have said they're going to miss the most is those plane rides, those poker games, those those dinners, being with the team the most because they know next year they're not going to have the same group of players as they did in this run. So, uh, you know, credit to Maurice and the entire staff, just getting that team to believe. And, you know, what as, as us as fans to experience what we did will will probably never be matched uh, as far as, you know, the ups and the downs. But, you know, I just think they built a pretty good foundation for, for next year. And I know uh, in future episodes here shortly, we're going to be talking about what we think the Panthers need to do uh, in this offseason obviously healing up is the number one thing for these guys that are banged up, but, you know, key pieces that we hope that the Panthers can look to, to add and maybe subtract and, you know, what they could do maybe around the draft, if, if anything possible, but guys, I think we've wrapped up this season more than anyone could possibly imagine just from start to finish, you know, you, you guys with me and, you know, almost a year into this, it's been the wildest ride for me to experience something like this almost 50 episodes in a year guys can you imagine that's that's crazy um so yeah i just want to thank you guys for for you know just a great year and not sure if you guys wanted to add a little bit more uh on this crazy season i just wanted to say um anyone that hasn't done it yet i mentioned on spaces the other night with david and and ryan as well around <laughs> state here if you haven't reached out to these guys like make sure you're doing it now everyone was so busy during these um postseason series people that were also Miami Heat fans. So sometimes I'm like to David, I'm not hearing from this person or that person. Everyone was just de-stressing and taking breaks. It was game after game after game after game, especially for our South Florida fans down there that were cheering on both the Heat and the Panthers. So if you haven't thanked um, David or Ryan in DMs or on Instagram or Twitter or something like that, just please thank them for the content done this year. I saw some nice uh, tweets sent out to uh, you guys um, earlier this week. So just um, good time to reach out and just thank um these guys for the content that they've been producing yeah thanks kirby um same same with kirby kirby's the man on spaces uh join join the discord like you know i i i wasn't on the discord during the playoff games because i was too stressed but like regular season games it's it's popping in there everyone's everyone's going crazy talking about what's going on you know there's there's 50 people in there just chatting about the game it's it's a good time so Join that. And, you know, to recap the season, we, we learned like, you know, we're pretty tough to play against in the playoffs, but we're not there yet. You know, we're going to improve. We're going to get rid of a couple, you know, bad apples, if you want to call it that. Um, and we're going to be stronger next year. I mean, we're going to be competing for the next six to seven years with Barkov, Kachuk. You know, we, we have a, gr a great young core. So yeah, we're gonna be competitive, and I'm I'm really I just wish the season would start like next week. I need like another few <laughs> days to chill and just rest, but I want to get right back into it, I, like so bad. So we got to heal up, 
you know, get a nice, a nice couple pickups, additions to the team. And then we're going to be flying again and ready to make the run. Hopefully we have a better regular season, maybe finish fourth or fifth in the, uh, <laughs> in the East and not, you know, not last and squeaking in. So it was a great year. I mean, we're never going to have that many playoff overtime games again, probably. So like just step back and appreciate it because like this doesn't happen often to many teams at all. I've, you know, it, it just doesn't, the Panthers have not done this for us forever. Just, just appreciate it. I know it sucks right now, but we're, we're going to be all right and we're going to be competitive and, Hopefully we can get back next year, or the year after that, and and win the whole thing. So, what a great year! Thanks, Kirby and David. I had a great time. I'm I'm ready to talk off season. So, David, mm-hmm. any anything to close it? No, I think you guys put it you know pretty bow on that. Obviously, like you said, it's going to be a quick turnaround here, guys. In about two weeks, we've got the draft, we've got free agency, we've got a lot to talk about. So it's going to be a quick turnaround. We've got uh, I got a couple giveaways lined up in the next few days or so. As soon as I get them in, I'll. I'll announce them on Instagram and stuff like that. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, we'll have a little break here, but there's going to be content being posted on my side, on the Instagram every single day, you know, try to post some videos and some memories of the playoff runs. And then lots on my side, David, with Twitter, with spaces, we'll go live on any big trades, um, any big free agent signings as well. July 1st, Canada day. That's when everything gets going. So we're going to go live probably like three, four or five hours that day with my co-hosts, you guys, if you're available that day as well. Um, and then probably leading up to hours, that as well. Kirby. So I don't know about five hours. <laughs> we'll be earlier in the day. It won't be super I don't know late. about five hours anyway. We don't know. It depends. It does, is Zito cooking a lot? Then we've got to keep going. So we'll see. I'm taking a break. Brian <laughs> just Every... said he wants to keep going. What's going yeah, on? Here? No, I do. But turnover change, taking a break. Everyone go to Canesware. Best, yeah. best store for panthers especially miami hurricane stuff i i go there multiple times a year ryan that's your favorite store it's it's my other than pantherland it is the biggest (laughs) it has the biggest selection for panther stuff by far it's not even close yeah so go to canesware we'll be talking ryan's told me a lot about canesware this year so i want to see all the photos yeah hear from the fans what everyone's buying and grabbing so let me know i'll be there i'll be there in the next few days to to meet the guys and get some stuff so shout out to to the hockey podcast network for being our our network all season long and just being a great supporter of ours and you know retweeting all of our our podcasts and stuff like that just nothing but thanks to the network as well so guys it's been a crazy year and i want to thank you guys as always for being a part of the team and just being so great to the community and welcoming to all of our listeners. Like we've said, almost 30,000 listens in our first year is something that I couldn't have imagined going into this year. So we have a lot of guests lined up, hopefully in the next few weeks, like I mentioned before. So Ryan Kirby, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank everyone that's listening uh, and supporting us through this great year that we had. And I know next year is going to be just as fun and and interactive with you guys as as always. So from the bottom of our hearts, we want to say thank you. We want to say let's go Panthers. Obviously, it didn't end the way we wanted to, but it was the ride of a lifetime. So Ryan and Kirby, thank you all so much for being a part of this. And I can't wait for next year, my friends. Go Cats. Yeah, until next time, everybody. As always, like Ryan and Kirby just said, go Cats. Let's go Panthers and vamos Gatos. And we'll catch you on the next (laughs) episode.